Now, Mr. Rude, I just want you to know I'm a good sport, so if you want to make fun of my legendary love of cashews, you have at it. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. Good quote. Good quote. Good choice. You know, I figured I'd pick a, a quote from the infamous radio scene. Yeah. Because we're doing this kind of radio, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, um, I guess this is the evolution of radio. That's right. In a way. Um, it's a it's a fun it's a fun thing to trace I think in our six years of doing podcasts the uh, the seeming rise and then abrupt fall of podcasting uh-huh. itself where as you know like as everything that well, gets the, the, too popular yeah. it, the rise and then the oversaturation oversaturation so. yeah. and then it's much like streaming how sure you know we we pay money to get away from ads so now mm. in podcasts most of them you have to pay money to get away from the ads right where when we started it was like the wild west <laughs> you know <laughs> ads what are those yeah. we still don't know I, we don't know we don't care no uh, we don't need them uh, <laughs> we don't need them thank you for your support patrons yeah, that's right <laughs> <laughs> that being said if anyone would like to sponsor us we will happily yeah. shill ourselves out yeah we are soulless corporate shills that's right um we can be bought is what, i will is i will sell butterfinger that you know, that's a good tie-in. I thought it would be. Yeah, yeah. they they still sell Butterfinger. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if Butterfinger's still a thing. It's got to be, right? It might be. Yeah. Butterfinger's still around. I don't think the Simpsons are still shilling. <laughs> no, that's true. No, they haven't shilled for them since season three, right? Uh, that sounds right. It was an early, wow. an early thing, I think, and didn't last too. But you know what? Now that I think about it, I think there was still. Or did it last a long time? I think, that, and I think just... it lasted a long time. I feel but like it lasted longer. Yeah, it was just maybe like not as pervasive. For a while, and right. so just pop up like every so often. I wonder if it was one of those things where like Butterfinger looks through and is like, "Hey, we still have the Simpsons <laughs> <laughs> under contract. Under contract, we can Should we use them. We could do that. They like they're we, still around. We have to pay them, <laughs> but they also have to say yes. So someone else in the in the room is like, "Wait." The Simpsons? Didn't they go off the air like 20 years ago? No, no, sir. They no, should have. No. Have but I got they did. news for you? <laughs> Boy, should they have. Yeah. Alan. I mean, they should have before this episode, but we'll get into that. Yeah. What's the show all about, Greg? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. This is your encyclopedic compendium of all things Simpsons, seasons one through ten. Seasons one through season ten, episode 21. Because <laughs> we're, we're, we're done. We're done. This episode this broke us. It broke both of us. <laughs> <laughs> it's so... Mike, I'm so sorry. You have to be on for the abrupt finale. Well, now I'm excited. <laughs> this is so bad. Uh, yeah. I'm just glad y'all agree with me. Oh yeah. Oh man, it was a pain. Um, I was baffled throughout. We'll 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 dive into it. My name's Alan. My name's Greg. And we have a guest. We uh, sure do. He's here to, uh, you know, once again be my. Uh, <laughs> Uh, what's what's the right word? Uh, th- so many times on this show, I, I get in a flustered state where I'm like, you know what? Mike would know. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mike would know exactly what I'm talking about when in regards to the Muppets mm-hmm. and Nickelodeon shows mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and probably some others. But uh, oh, like so, that, um, like that. Uh oh, show that it's called Nickelodeon it's Guts. Guts. That's and how one. dare yeah. you? <laughs> Mike knows all about it. Mike Westfall is here. Thank you for joining us, Mike. Tell us about Nickelodeon Guts. 
Uh, Nickelodeon Guts was like Kid Olympics yeah. in this extreme arena, they called it, at uh, Universal Studios when Nickelodeon still had a base there. That's right. They, right. So They don't anymore. So, it absolutely exists. I, I have a co-worker who had a few classmates who were on Guts. Right. So because you're in Orlando. Uh, Correct. So it, it was actually, I actually didn't know this aspect of it. You actually filmed in Universal Studios Orlando? Yes. Oh, wow. That's cool. So you you could have been on it, perhaps. No, I wasn't living no. in Orlando at the time. <laughs> oh, I dang was, it. I was, nah. <laughs> so close. So I thought maybe you until had been we on get it. A, until we get a former contestant on, I still <laughs> think it was uh-oh. Yeah, well. <laughs> we were this close. I have a feeling that there are just pieces of the aggro crag just collecting dust in closets around Central Oh, Florida. 100%. And the aggro Alan, crag, do you if listen? you don't remember, Greg, No, I remember. Is... <laughs> I remember. It's really cool. I, I, I like the idea of the aggro crag. It's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Alan, do you listen to podcast The Ride? I do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Did you listen to the one where they had more quirk on a few episodes ago? No, actually. So that's that's a podcast I listen to fairly rarely, to be fair. Like, every so often, an episode will pop up. They'll be like, ooh, that'll be one I'll listen to. But they they go so esoteric with some of their episodes where I'm they like, do. I don't care about the parking lot structure. <laughs> <laughs> they examine the itchy lot yeah they, wow. <laughs> they do dive into the itchy lot and i'm like i'm sure it's fun and funny but it's just not i not what i want to devote my uh my audio time to right at this juncture and they have so many episodes but anyway so i haven't listened to that that one is that someone who was on guts she was the referee on guts oh that's so cool. she was like mike o'malley's number two yeah right mike o'malley was the host i think i mentioned this last time he's the uh, he he was on that horrible sitcom Yes Dear. Do you remember oh, that? Oh, Yes Dear. And maybe more. Most yeah. people might know these, these days might know him as uh, uh, the the father to Kurt. I think is his name on Glee. Shit, Glee? Yes Dear was around for like five seasons. Wasn't yeah, I think it? it lasted way longer than it should have. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh man. Yes. Yes. Yes, dear. It did. Is that with Jason Biggs? What hmm? am I? Am <laughs> is I, he in that too? Am, I, I have no am, idea. My, I don't remember. My only knowledge is Mike O'Malley was in it, and I think, uh, oh shoot, I can't even remember the other guy. The other guy's like a a weird, uh, like <laughs> pretty like stereotypical sitcom white guy. <laughs> Sorry, no Sorry, no, no, of course not Jason Biggs, but it did last six seasons. Jesus. Six. Who are, okay, sorry, you have it up right there? Yeah, I do. Who are the, who, there's four main actors, There right? sure are. What are they? I, I, I feel like I don't know the other three, but I just okay. want to know for sure. Let's see. Starring Anthony Clark. Okay. Gene Louisa Kelly. Sure. Mike O'Malley. There he is. Liza he Snyder. Is. Okay. And Joel Homan. Okay, nope. yep. Don't know any of those other names. No, we so do not. Sorry to all of the cast of Yesteryear, except for Mike O'Malley. Good work. You you broke the Yesteryear curse. Anthony Clark played the character of Greg Warner. Ah, that's the that's so the guy I'm thinking of, the the nondescript white guy. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> uh, it was just like, what? What's going on in the in my neighborhood? What's oh, going on with my deer? I'm, I'm a straight guy and I have problems with my neighbors. Yeah. Michael O'Malley, you're the schlob. You're the you're the Kramer of this. He's not scenario. even a comedian. Like this is how easy it was to be a white man in two thousand. They would just give you a show. Give you a fucking sitcom for six seasons. Jesus. It's still pretty easy. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, just look at the, it's, the difference is now it's all just being shoved onto Netflix. Yeah. And, you know. Now they'll just give you a 
two-season Netflix run. Yeah. So you might get 12 episodes. You might get 16. Yeah. Maybe. You know that's pretty good. You'll be on a zombie show. Oh. And they'll they'll and you'll be like, this is my big break. Uh-huh. And then they'll kill you off in the uh, first episode of season two. Dang. And replace you, you with an American. What are you talking about? Hey. I can't, very specific. I can't say what I'm talking about, but the people who are listening know what I'm oh, talking about. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Doesn't matter. Am I going to be cast on a zombie show? Congratulations. <laughs> season two? Congratulations. Are you, are I, you a time traveler? I forged your signature. It was remarkably easy. You have childish writing. Okay. All right. <laughs> Let the record show my signature is very adult. It's not what our Instagram says. Oh, well. <laughs> That wasn't my signature. That was a forgery. <laughs> All right. Apparently still legally binding, though. I so. disagree. <laughs> okay. All right. We're warmed up. Yeah, we are. <laughs> let's start recording. Yeah, let's <laughs> take, the qu- take the quote again. Uh, try and do one of the more offensive ones this time. Mm, no, thank you. Okay. Um, so uh, let's... I of mean... which there are many. <laughs> yep. Yeah, this is bad. Uh, do we want to do a quick how have you been? Yeah, okay. How have you been? Uh, okay. Take that. <laughs> uh, what, what, what am I at today? I'm at like a six and a half. Hey, that's better than last 10. week. Yeah, it's fluctuated since then, to be clear. It's yeah. not like a, it's, it hasn't been staying at a six throughout the week. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, yeah, six and a half. I, I was at a five a few days ago, so it's better than a few days ago. Sure, yeah. There I can't was tell a, you why. <laughs> there was a time last week when we played another another session of Gloomhaven. Oh yeah, that was and fun. that was really exciting. That was fun. That that got r- down to the wire. Yeah, that was for fun. you. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, my character died right away. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could have helped you. Yeah, I really many wanted, people do. I, I really wish I could. Um, that was a real shame. You ever played Gloomhaven, Mike? Say goodbye to Carl. Do you, do you know what I it is? I haven't. No, what is it? Uh, it's a legacy board game that weighs more than uh, a child. Um, <laughs> like Fireball <laughs> Island. Well, <laughs> it's it's much yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, you don't need to use all the toys. Ah, <laughs> not at the same time. Yeah, you know, it's oh, a legacy okay. game, so there's a lot of like yeah, a lot of pieces. Uh, yeah. It's a lot of fun. I I got it for I I bought it for myself for my birthday um, last month, and uh, uh, strong armed Greg and his housemates to play it with me. Um, it took a lot of convincing, as they hate games and they hate me. That's right. So, <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a legacy game. We've only played two sessions so far, but uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, I don't know. I don't want to talk too much about it without, I don't know, giving things away. I guess. Ah, right, it's a fun game. Play it. It's fun. Play it if yeah. you like well, legacy right. RPG stuff, full cooperative dungeon crawling. It's like it's like D and D without without like. With with more strict rules, I guess. Yeah. And uh, uh, like a board okay. sy- like system. Yeah. Um, that just doesn't mean anything to me, but <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. With D&D, like your first session a lot of the time is just like, let's create the characters. Mm-hmm. With uh, Gloomhaven, it's like, characters, g- done, go. You're in a, you're <laughs> Someone's like, hey, go kill bandits. And you're like, oh, okay. That's, I'd love that's to. That's our first thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, Off I go. Yeah. and uh, But like D&D, you start in a tavern. That's right. Yep. Always a tavern. The way God intended. That's right. <laughs> There's a tavern in this episode. Hey. Is there? <laughs> I forget. Yeah, he uh, goes under the Loch Ness and comes out and then goes into the oh, Loch Ness right. Tavern oh, and plays a pinball uh, right. machine. He's in the diving suit. Yeah. 
You know what that diving suit made me think of? Men of Honor? Bioshock. Right. Yeah, that. That's <laughs> and better. And I was just like, that's I wish I was playing thing. Bioshock right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Instead of watching this I wish I was episode. watching you play Bioshock. <laughs> oh, I would have preferred that over this episode any day. Yeah, uh, this one's bad. Mike, uh, uh, before we dive into the episode, how have you been? We haven't had you on for a while. It's been a minute. Um, I think w- this is only your second time, right? Is that right? Second time. Yeah, because we Since had you uh, for March the Be Not Proud. March Be Not Proud episode, and now we're now we have you for the uh, uh, Writers Be Not Proud of this episode. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, any 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 major news in your life? Anything anything going on that you're like, wow, this is something I should share with. Uh, the weirdo listeners of our podcast. Uh, I say weirdo with love. Uh, yeah, love uh, all, uh, all's been well. Fully vaccinated. Feeling good. Nice. nice. I'll do my plugs at the end. <laughs> yes, please do. Uh, <laughs> speaking of fully vaccinated, so have uh, and I, this is another thing that I just like to talk to you about because sure. you live there. But uh, and I don't know if you, <laughs> but have you been to the Disney parks or Universal parks or anything? Since we went to Universal, pandemic? we went to Universal before when we knew it wasn't going to be so crowded, and mm. we were all wearing masks, and everybody was being very responsible. Yep. Um, and it was we had a great time. Oh, great! That's good. But uh, have not been since I've been vaccinated. Right, right. Everybody else has. <laughs> like everybody in your family, or just uh, no, everybody world. else. Okay. <laughs> yeah, everybody in the world. <laughs> Everyone in the world, but you is gone. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, they opened a new ride today. The, the VelociCoaster is open oh, right. now, that so it was super awesome. crowded. And I decided, yeah, yep, yeah, have fun. Yeah, I can wait a month. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, is the Avengers Campus just in the, uh, the Hollywood? Like that? Sorry, that's Disneyland, right? But uh, um, yeah, it's Disneyland. It's only out there because. Disney cannot build any Marvel stuff east of the Mississippi because right, they still it's have in Universal. Universal's Universal Marvel has shit. Yeah, yeah. They they're as long as they decide to honor that legal binding <laughs> contract. I don't know how it all works. <laughs> there was, I mean, that that is a thing. Like that, there was a lot of questions about that when Disney purchased uh, Marvel. Um, yeah, but it's certain characters. So like they right. have Guardians of the Galaxy shows at Epcot, or they used to rather. Right. So right. they can do yeah. And characters there, that didn't weren't established. Isn't yet. there supposed to be a Guardians ride being built at Epcot as well to take over where Ellen's energy adventure was or whatever? Oh yes. Yep. They're <laughs> still building that. Greg, did you know there was a ride called Ellen's Energy Adventure? Who's Ellen? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? The only Ellen. Is it that Ellen? Yeah, Ellen it DeGeneres. was Ellen DeGeneres uh, <laughs> featuring Bill Nye the Science Guy. Yeah, they're best friends. <laughs> and and terrible, terrible animatronics of them. <laughs> great, great. It's a ride I never went on, but no. I just heard about in uh, Legacy. I did not It was know a great was ride a... to take a nap on. It was my favorite ride <laughs> to just fall asleep on. Because it, a... it felt like it was 45 minutes long, and it's all inside, <laughs> and you're going through, and it's, look at these dinosaurs with right. Ellen and Bill Nye the Science Guy. Yeah, Ellen's just like, oh, look at that. There's a, there's a T-Rex. <laughs> Basically. And then at the end, they have like a. (laughs) And then at the end, she goes on Jeopardy with Jamie Lee Curtis. It's bonkers. What the hell? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Epcot's weird. Oh, God, is it ever? One of the weirdest parks Disney's created. Um, And I I mean, partly because (laughs) when Disney Disney himself was designing it or like planning it, it was, you know, it was basically like, look how cool the world could be in the future. (laughs) <laughs> and then you know he died they still made it to his vision as far as i know and then nope 
No, not at all. <laughs> no, it wasn't supposed to be a theme park. It was supposed oh, right. to be a city. It was just supposed to be like an exhibition kind of thing, right? Pretty much. He he wanted to make like the city of the future, and they decided, now nah, we're going to make more theme parks. Right, right, right. Ep- Epcot is the city of tomorrow or whatever. E- yep. Experimental prototype city of tomorrow. Is that right? Community of tomorrow. Community, Greg. Oh, he was a communist. <laughs> <laughs> I knew Disney was a secret commie. I'm not going to be the one who says he isn't, but I'm not going to be the one who says he is either. <laughs> I mean, it was originally Snow Red in the Seven Dwarfs. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, that's great. I'm glad you've got to go to the parks. I'm very excited to go back one day, um, seeing all the... You know, updates and things throughout this past year have been uh, bittersweet, um, as I want to go very badly, but wasn't safe for a while. And now it's, you know, it's getting safe now, but also now I need to plan uh, uh, logistics and money um, because I've been unemployed for a year. So are we going to forget this year, this past year and a half? In a a sense, yes. So here's what's already happened to me, and I don't know about you guys, but I'll remember like... Uh, 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 like a, a thing that I did that was a lot of fun. For example, I went floating on the river last summer with a bunch of friends, which is the first time I had done that in Calgary. Sick. And I was thinking, like, I, I was thinking about it recently. And I was like, I was like, that was a lot of fun. And then it like clicked that I was like, oh, I did that during the pandemic. Yeah. You know, like it didn't feel like it happened during this whole uh, thing. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the nature of because your memory works in such a interesting way where it'll it'll remember like highlights and lowlights right mm, but mm-hmm. not mediocre like nothingness <laughs> right this and that's been... most of what we've been doing <laughs> <laughs> nothingness yeah. so like a lot of the things that have happened in the past year you're going to like forget in the sense of like what was i doing you know uh june of 2020 and it'll be like i don't remember i don't remember anything i did in june of 2020 i remember y- do you yeah Sure, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> what do you remember? I was st- I was working at the park. I was there you go. At park. But that was that was a, like a specific because <laughs> the summer last summer wasn't very wasn't too bad. Right. Yeah, that was a, that was the other thing too for us, and I think I, I mean I think in general for at least <laughs> the Western world, yeah. uh, the summers had that kind of dip. In, yeah, in ter- and so people were like, "Ah, oh, start to reopen things." It must and be then fine. And then it came back, and I was like, "Oh no, whoops, cancel! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that." <laughs> we'll see if that happens again. Um, a doodle. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's dive into the episode because uh, I think we have we? a lot to talk about. <laughs> uh, Monty can't buy me love. The twenty-first episode of season ten, written by John Schwartzwelder, directed by Mark Irvin. Original air date May second, nineteen ninety-nine. Now, this episode uh, is bad. God, is it ever. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Um, and not even, like, bad to the point that I have, like, like, like ethical or, like, character problems with it. It's just baffling. Yeah. The, the, the trajectory that the, the plot goes in, the way it ends, the fact that it establishes that the Loch Ness Monster is real yeah. and has some kind of sentience. Yeah. And it ends with him working at a casino yeah. is insane. I think it can also uh, cast enlarge and reduce size on itself. 
Uh, oh, because be, it changes sizes. It changes sizes. Right. And, it's a lot smaller in that casino. Yeah, that's right. That's and, right. And every scene it's in, it changes size. Oh, yeah. Right, right. I mean, is that part of the lore? Do you guys, do you guys, what do you guys think about the Loch Ness monster? Oh, we have our own Loch Ness monster in, ca- in, in Canada. Yeah, it's called it's called really? Ogopogo. It's less of a um, it's less of a, a of a of a water whale. Yeah, it's a lot more polite. It's a lot Loch Ness. Yeah, it's um, it's more of a snake. A wa- like it's a mm. the whole idea is like it's more of a, a water dragon, snake, and then then there's the the Loch Ness monster, which is like a mosasaur. Uh, it's like a Lapras. That's it, a Lapras. <laughs> okay. It's a Pokemon Lapras. That's what it is. Yeah. That's the idea. Yeah. That was, you know. But they're both <laughs> mythical water monsters. Exactly. I think it's cool. I like the idea of mythical beasts naturally. Um, oh, yeah. I, I think it's s- kind of silly that it's... you. If it was real, you would have found it. It's a, it's a, it's a lake, right? It's not in the ocean, which yeah. has vast, unexplored depths. Yeah. it's it's in a it's in a lock that apparently, uh, uh, Frank can drain by hand. Yeah, the delockanizer. Uh, I hate everything about the third act. Like it's very difficult for me to talk about it because it would be like, oh, this bad. Yeah. Oh, this. As I'm very one note when it comes to the third act of this episode. When yeah. it when you go to Scotland and it's like, okay, you just go there and that's all you're gonna do. Well, they. I mean, they get the Loch Ness monster, Greg. and that's it. <laughs> that's it. And we're done. And we're done because Monty wants to be loved. I guess. I guess. What, what a, a lo- what a long walk. What a long to get to. <laughs> yeah. What a Monty long walk wants to be loved, and then another long walk to be. Oh, the solution is to capture the Loch Ness monster. It's a really long walk to get to the lock. Ah, uh, that's a good sh- song. Don't you think? You gonna write that song? Isn't it ironic? All right. <laughs> <laughs> now you're just doing Atlantis songs. <laughs> you ought to know that's no good. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So let, I, I, I guess we can kind of talk about the the three acts separately in this case because they're very different acts. They might as well be three different episodes. Exactly. Yeah. I actually said to Greg while we were watching this, I when they end the second act with them flying to Scotland, I was like, "Oh, is this the Loch Ness monster episode?" Because <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I was yeah. like. You know, the title, you know, Monty Can't Buy Me Love, I'm like, oh, right, there's something about Mo- like Montgomery Burns being sad and Homer helping him. That's all I really remembered. Um, I actually confuse it with, I think there's a later episode where uh, Homer becomes Monty's, like... Uh, um, the prank monkey. Yeah, yeah, where he throws things at him or whatever. So did and, I. That's and, what I yeah, thought yeah. this was. Yeah. <laughs> and then I watched it, and I'm like... Then I watched this, and I'm like, I don't think I saw this episode. <laughs> like, wait a minute. This might have been the first time I watched it. Then I look at the date. May 1999. Yeah. I was a freshman in college, so I was probably finals week for me. <laughs> right, maybe you skipped it and then just somehow yeah. have avoided it this entire time this since. This whole time. That's bananas, but also <laughs> very likely. Um, a talking banana. That's that's also bananas. What's what's with some of the non sequiturs in this episode? I couldn't even begin. The talking banana the talking thing? banana. What the hell? Is that a reference to something I don't get? No. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think the... I think mm-hmm. it's just to be like, wouldn't it be funny if Burns was really into seeing something childish? Okay. And then he looks around for it. 
Yeah, so my, my thought was that it, that it was supposed to be a subversion joke. joke, right? Where it's like, yeah. like in a sitcom where it's like, oh, it'd be really crazy if so-and-so walked in right now and then they do, right? Like that kind of, I don't know what you call that trope, but just the idea of like a character saying something aloud and then it happening. Um, and that seems what be what they were trying to go for with this, where he's he's like, ah, talking banana, that'd be crazy. And then, they, yeah, they look around and it's like, yep, that would have been crazy. And then it moves away. And I'm like, what? <laughs> It could also be a reference to bananas and pajamas. I mean, they are coming down the stairs. Yeah, <laughs> and they're in coming pairs. down the stairs. <laughs> and they're chasing teddy bears. We can't forget. I no. always do. That's the part I forget. <laughs> what the Lady hell was that me show? Me <laughs> I mean, Did you ever watch it? Yeah, of course I watched. I like, feel like it came on uh, after like Big Comfy Couch or something. Yeah, which I, I watched did watch. like ten minutes of it, and then I thought it was a. F- it was, I thought it was a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> and the the opening song, bananas and pajamas, coming down the stairs, they're coming down in pairs, they're chasing teddy bears. I'm like, I thought it was a threat. I'm like, that's. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have against teddy bears? Yeah, leave the teddy bears alone. <laughs> bananas and pajamas. Um, but I, I I would think, oh, that's like a funny like just intro thing, and then the episode proper would start, and they that's all they would be doing from come, my memory. Come they're down chasing the stairs, teddy bears, and I'm like, yeah. oh, they're just describing what the what the show is. Yeah, they. <laughs> That's all they do. It's for toddlers. I clearly. honestly like. I honestly thought it was like when I was when I was a kid. I thought it was like a, a just a a bit of the show that I was watching earlier. You know, like a like oh a, sure, like <sighs> a a cutaway, as it were. Because even yeah. in my even even in my child adult brain, I was like, "There's no way they make a full episode out of this <laughs> idea. This, this has got to be like a bumper, you know? Right." Um, yeah, when I was when I was twelve, I knew what bumpers were. Sure. Yeah, sure, sure you did. Uh, there was, uh, you know what? Both of you guess for me right now how many episodes of Bananas in Pajamas were created. All right, can I ask if it was into syndication? Yes. Okay. <laughs> was it was it also six seasons? Sixty five on the dot. It was six seasons. Was it? Oh my god! One hundred and twenty. That's how many episodes you're guessing? Yeah. Based on six seasons? Yeah. It's a pretty good guess, because that's normal. Go higher. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, they wow. must. Oh, is it 200? Higher. <laughs> 250? Keep going. 300 episodes? 304 episodes of Bananas in Pajamas were produced. Runtime. I need the runtime. Uh, I believe they were 15-minute okay, episodes. Okay, thank Christ. Yeah. I mean, All right. so I'm guessing they probably you know bundled, yeah. bundled two together per, yeah. per showing, per time slot. But, but still, no one noticed. <laughs> yeah, and everyone's like, "This is one episode, right?" The commercial break comes back, and they just do the intro again. <laughs> That's why it always seemed like they were just doing that because oh the God. intro happened all the time. Update, update. There was a oh. reboot, uh-huh. an animated version. Oh boy! Can you guess how many seasons that one aired? Did for? it make it to syndication? One too? did. It, well, well, again, wow. if we're basing it on episodes, making it to at least a hundred. <laughs> this is like 150. <laughs> it's 156. Oh my god! <laughs> so you heard it here first. If you want to watch bananas in pajamas, you have what 500 episodes <laughs> to watch if you like. You have almost 500. Enjoy. Episodes. There's your quarantine project. Wow. For the if you want to watch dream. bananas in pajamas, you sure can. Oh my gosh. Um. Yeah. I, there's so much to dive into on bananas and pajamas. I don't want to. 
I'm just fascinated by this because I forgot about it until we were joking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly felt the reference in the show, though. You I think thought, that was a bananas and pajamas. Well, it, no, oh. no. But for me, <laughs> that's, that's how I reconciled. Okay, it. sure. That's that's just how I reconciled it for me because you know I have a weird brain. Yeah. How many other talking bananas can we name? There's Mr. Banana Grabber from Rest Development. Okay. Um, Is that it? <laughs> Does the peanut butter jelly time banana count? I think that's. Oh, it. I think so. Sure. I'd, I'd count that little guy. All right. Is there a is, is there a banana in VeggieTales, or is that too suggestive? Well, that's a fruit, Chris. <laughs> Probably. It's not called fruit <laughs> fruit tails. Well, they got a tomato in there. Well, that's, that's true. because tomatoes the <laughs> bastard of the vegetable world. <laughs> Toma- tomato. He doesn't know where he belongs. Tomatoes the vegetable of fruit. <laughs> We all know it. Yeah, that's like that's what that's one of those things. Where I don't put a strawberry on my burger. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like generally speaking, I feel like you know if you actually were classifying fruits and vegetables as a culinary thing, yeah, you put tomato yeah. in the vegetable pile. A thousand right? percent, oh, sure. you do. Yeah, and it's just one of those things where like dumb little like grade nine year old grade nine year olds <laughs> grade, grade nine year olds yeah. uh are just like once they learn the fact that a tomato is a fruit they just love to bring it up every yeah. time they can <laughs> well actually did you know tomatoes are a fruit uh, I'm eating yeah a pe- that tracks i'm eating a pizza uh, uh the tomato sauce is is my vegetable is my, my vegetable <laughs> every everyone thinks they're the smartest person in the world when yeah. they find that out yeah and for a moment they are i i, I was yep yeah. yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> and that was when I peaked. <laughs> oh, God. It's all been downhill from there. <laughs> oh, for a century, you've been rolling down. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. I, I keep lobbing him up. I got it on the record that uh, time. All right. <laughs> uh, I was practicing my swing. All right, so... <laughs> Like we said, this episode is essentially three stories. Yeah. The first story is Mega Store is opening. New Mega Store, yeah. Uh, Richard Branson esque person is uh, giving money away, whatever. Now, I'll say I like the idea of Arthur Fortune. Sure. I dislike <laughs> that. I mean, it makes it makes a lot of sense that the that Springfield would be won over by him. Oh, I yeah. think. Yeah. But I also sure. feel like if you're going to make that what it's a uh, make that the instigator, I think that's who Burns goes to. Yeah, I was gonna say I feel like he it would make sense as uh, keeping Arthur Fortune as a presence throughout the episode. Yeah. Um, I think that's who who he goes to, like and then like he being... can he can he can reveal himself to be like, oh, it's all a facade. I hate these people just as much oh, as sure. you do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And like you can you can have fun with 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 the other kind of billionaire, the two faced billionaire. Yeah, yeah. Right. Whereas to love the people. Yeah. Whereas I uh, actually think that Burns is the good kind of billionaire. <laughs> if we have to have one, the the kind that is just evil yeah, and is like, yeah, is I'm fine evil, with you knowing it. I'm a billionaire. Yeah. I'm <laughs> no I'm, one can get to this place without being evil. Yeah. I'm a bad without guy. exploiting the, the lower middle class. Um. And uh, you know Richard Brands or Arthur Fortune rather, <laughs> um, he's essentially Richard Branson. Um, yeah. yeah, Arthur Fortune is you know the the corporation like it's it's he's essentially Amazon putting like a, a pride flag on the Amazon smile or ah! something. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's that 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 veiled yeah. like I'm a I'm a company of the people and like I love all people and it's like you are 
performing, sir. <laughs> you don't give a shit about anyone but your your precious money. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I also feel like they should have established it as like a rivalry between Burns and Fortune. You know. Yeah, that's that's exactly that's a, that's a fun episode. I think rather than Monty being like, I want to oh, be yeah. loved. Yeah. That's so uncharacteristic for him. No, he. He doesn't give a shit. He's and never I, they make a, a shit. joke about it at the end where it's like, oh, right, I don't care. And it's like, yeah, yeah. so why do we go through all this? <laughs> you know, it's just such a weird, like, left turn to, to make an episode happen when, I, yeah, I think the answer is right there. Just have him be like, oh, this guy is getting all the, like, all the attention. And it's not, it's not that he wants to be loved. It's that he wants people to pay attention to him. Yeah. Right? It's a, it's a narcissism thing rather than, like, Which a tracks. desire for love. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, the yeah the whole mega store stuff uh, there's some fun gags in there. I don't I know. I think it's the high point of the it's episode. It's the best of the three yeah. acts for sure. <laughs> I did not expect to get nostalgic about the Virgin Mega Store, but here I am. <laughs> they have now, one in downtown. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna ask because that's uh, I I read about it. We don't. We, we don't. never had a Virgin Mega Store in Canada. We didn't get those. Oh, okay. Um, I'm sure we had some equivalent. <laughs> we we had the West Edmonton Mall. Sure. <laughs> What is a virgin mega store? And it's... how does one store it? <laughs> the well, the one that was here in Orlando, it was at Downtown Disney actually. Mm. And it was mostly just a music and movie store. Okay. And it's more fun to shop for those when there's an escalator. That is true. Oh, it's like a mega HMV? Sounds sure. like it. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> Just a really you know big HMV music is? movie store. No idea. Okay. Yeah, HMV is Canadian. <laughs> well, there was one. There's there were some in London. Okay. At some point. <laughs> Sorry, maybe not Canadian <laughs> specifically then, but uh, I don't think they're prevalent in. Sure, sure, um, sure. They have Virgin the mega stores. They have Virgin mega stores. <laughs> what were your like? Uh, what were your like um, uh, notable uh, record stores, record chain stores in the states? Like when you were growing up, you know. Uh, there was Sam Goody. Sam there Goody, was. Right. Um, I'm th- well, Suncoast was videos, uh, yeah. other music ones. I went to a lot of like mom and pop record stores when I was a kid because uh, that's where my dad took us. Right, that's good of him. Yeah, your dad. Was your dad was a was yeah. a hipster. Yeah, and uh, well, those are the ones that are still <laughs> around, right? Those are the yeah. only ones that made it. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, because I mean <laughs> that medium is dead. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, he's still listening to CDs and he still buys them off of Amazon because that's the only place you can get them now or eBay. Yeah ebay or yeah like secondhand <laughs> like yeah pretty markets much. and stuff mm-hmm. yeah i buy dvds off of ebay yeah that's that's sure. how i got my hands on a little shop of horrors nice yeah nice yeah it's a never, good movie never given that up <laughs> no it has a frank oz commentary on Hell it yeah oh you gotta keep that yeah. and you know what's funny about that is when you listen to the frank oz commentary he's not standing there in a video <laughs> yeah. what the hell was this Kevin Costner joke yeah because okay so here's the thing okay I need to find out when the postman came out <laughs> I think it was 98 uh, it, it, it was at least a year before this yeah I think it was 98 but uh because English patient was 96 and I think it was uh, just a few years after that why why does that why does that help you those are similar movies in my brain are <laughs> 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 they both about like crossing the desert <laughs> I haven't seen either. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Is this surprising to you? I don't know. They both got sand in it. 
English patient came out here. So the postman if, came out. If you out showed this. me a visual from either movie, I wouldn't be able to tell you which one it's from. It's 1997. All right, that was close. Yes, you're very close. The postman was 1997, but I. <laughs> you're killing me, Smalls. Well, listen, <laughs> these are these are definitely. I'm guessing you've seen both of those. I've seen the postman, and I've seen the first 15 minutes of the English patient. Fair enough. I feel like those are. And I hope you don't take offense to this, Greg movies. Excuse? <laughs> what do you mean I don't know. by you that? Seem to like these big epic movies about dudes in the desert? I don't know. What are you talking <laughs> or, about? Or like post-apocalyptic dudes in the deserts? I like water, post-apocalyptic You know, movies. water worlds. I love water worlds. <laughs> I, Avatars. You I know, like, like Avatar. You like Avatar. It's fine. <laughs> I don't love it. You, I didn't see it in theaters. What, I wasn't you, like no, excited it's great. To see it. You should see it in theaters when it I, gets re-released inevitably. <laughs> I'll see Avatar two in theaters. Yeah, you will. You'll see it with me. <laughs> there oh, you geez, go. It's a threat. <laughs> Opening weekend. <laughs> um, Twenty thirty two. <laughs> yeah. <geez. laughs> right. Um, <laughs> that's. I guess that's the other thing. Is uh, I mean, Avatar retroactively makes me bummed because. That's all Cameron's doing now. Yeah, you know? but you know it's gonna be fun. I'm sure it'll be fun still. Yeah, I just I I, I like seeing him going. Let's different go directions. back to your uh, opinion of me. For <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. They're I think I figured it out. Okay. They're both long movies. Yes. And I notoriously epics is, enjoy is like an epic runtime. Yeah. Because I, there's long movies and there's yes. epics. I think epics are more like. Epic in scope as well, yes. not just a mm-hmm. long movie for the sake of being a long movie. Yes. So, like Kingdom of Heaven is another one I know you love. Absolutely. Um, director's cut only. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Um, yeah, I just I feel like that's that's like very much your vibe. Yeah. Uh, not all of your vibe. Obviously, I know you well, and you like a vast array of movies. But that's just a genre, if you will. Yeah. That I've never really connected with. Now, allow me to just say. Yes. I didn't see the English Patient all the way through because I heard how notoriously boring it was. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure if that's true because obviously I haven't seen it, but I, it was enough for me to avoid it. Yeah. Now, I've seen The Postman uh-huh. all the way through at least twice. Okay. It's good movie? You like it? No. Oh. It is dog shit. <laughs> it is absolutely okay. terrible trash, but, but it was a three-hour Kevin Costner movie, uh-huh. and I enjoy me you some like Kevin, Kevin Costner. Costner. Um, I will admit as well, while we were talking just now, I forgot Kevin Costner was not the star of The English Patient <laughs> until you got ludicrously <laughs> mad at me for comparing the two. And as soon as you did that, I'm like, right, it's Ray Fiennes, isn't it? It's Ray Fiennes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Wyatt Earp is the oh sure is yeah. the other one that's pretty similar. Yeah. Um, Equally, I mean, Waterworld too. Equally like, huge flop, at, at, at least in terms of you know, like I said, like scope and like it's yep. apocalyptic yep. kind of thing, yep. and it's Kevin Costner. I think Waterworld is much better than yeah. Those. You've spoken highly oh, about yeah. Waterworld. I've never seen it. Yeah, but, uh, one day I will. I think Waterworld's an infinitely better movie than The Postman or Wyatt Earp, but The Postman has this this like The Postman is fun because like you see Kevin Costner in the movie doing everything wrong so in a way his Did he directed as well yeah, yeah in a way his little director's commentary in this movie is right. kind of funny because he's like oh god i'm sorry i'm so sorry for this look <laughs> at what i'm doing and in the if you've seen the movie you're kind of like 
Yeah, he should be apologizing for this because right. it's so self-aggrandizing and it's so. I just it's think it's such a miscalculation. Yeah. But the joke <laughs> in the episode is so bad. It's bad because, like I said, a, when you listen to a commentary, you don't have a visual of the person talking. Yeah. So like that's already like jarring. Doesn't make. And any then the sense. joke of like he's actually there and he stands out. It's like okay, that would have worked better if we didn't see him already. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that a funnier joke? If it's like, oh, it's it's playing the commentary, and you hear him saying, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry," and it's like that's, and then and then he steps from behind, and it's like, oh, he's doing a live director's commentary in the store. <laughs> that's funny. That's a simple punch up. Yeah, I just don't. I, I, it's baffling to me that they chose to have him visually represented, and then is somehow inside the TV. Well, I I all really three get of part. us enjoy films. Mm. Has have any one of us seen a seen a director's commentary where the director just kind of pokes in from off screen? Absolutely not. No. Nope. All right. Well, there you go. Bad <laughs> there you joke. Have it. Bad joke. <laughs> um, also, just very quick, why hasn't there been a Waterworld theme park? Water, there's there's been a Waterworld theme park ride and stunt show yeah, spectacular. Yeah, there's been a stunt show. I remember. Yeah, I've seen a stunt show since its inception, since it's been around, yeah. like like since 1992 or 94, whenever yeah. whenever Waterworld came out, it was a even number 90. And make a Waterworld like water park though. Yeah, I'd go to that, and then I'd be like, I should watch the movie now. <laughs> it's it's the the stunt spectacular has been around for so long. I feel like if it was a lot more successful than it was. They would have gotten to that, yeah. Which, you know, it's, it's a common misconception. Waterworld, pretty big hit. It did make it mo- its money back. It did, right? Was it was mostly a uh, critical failure? It was like it like was, in terms of what they it was expected? mostly a critical misfire. Um, but like I think the reappraisal is warranted. Yeah. If you go back and look at it, you're like, this is cool. It's the Road Warrior, but the- without roads. It's on the water. <laughs> it's cool. Right. Yeah. The the design is 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 unique and one of a kind. It's it's fun. And Dennis Hopper's a lunatic. That's always fun. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. It's a good movie. What's the next evolution in the apocalyptic, uh, post-apocalyptic loner, who's kind of a badass? Because they've done water, they've done desert, space? Is space the next Space. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> let's Just do, hopping from asteroid to yeah, asteroid. Yeah, let's do a space uh, uh, road warrior. <laughs> That'd be fun. I'm sure someone's made a real shitty one at some point. Yeah, well, we'll make a better one. All right. Oh, <laughs> well, you've convinced me. You, you hear us, Hollywood? We're coming. Let We're me coming get out, for you. Let me get out my Remington. <laughs> What's a Remington? It's a typewriter. Damn it. <laughs> I got so much to learn. <laughs> that one was for James Wade, wherever he is. <laughs> yeah, we were missing him again. Um, so, uh, oh, what was I going to say? Uh, fuck. I don't know. We can move on. You to broke sec- my brain. We can talk with, to the, with the James can, Wade comment. We can talk about the second act. Because now I'm want. worried about him again. <laughs> oh, dear. Going too oh, soon. Oh, uh, right. I was tying Waterworld back into The Simpsons, because the joke in The Simpsons a uh, while back, right, was the arcade game. Yeah. And so is the joke there just that the 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 movie was bloated with uh like money wise? It was so expensive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But I, when you watch it, you're like, of course right, it you was. You see the money on screen. It's, I just right. again, it's all as someone who had place. never seen it and saw that joke in The Simpsons where it's like, please insert forty quarters. Yeah. <laughs> I always <laughs> assumed that meant like uh the, like no one went to see it and so mm. it was like trying to make its money back. By with the <laughs> arcade machine, you that, know what I mean. Like, that, that's a good reading. Okay. That's a good yeah. read of it. Yeah. So I always assumed it was a flop because of that joke. <laughs> but the um, 
like I think a big problem with it was its um its production trouble and its uh, budget were so covered and so publicized in the press, and the falling out between the director and Kevin Costner was so publicized that it was like, oh, this is going to be a disaster. Mm. You know, what's your what's your? I feel like you're a big Costner stan. I am. What's your favorite Costner movie? Ooh, that's a good question. You know, he mentions Kevin Costner Field in this dreams. in this movie in this episode. He mentions Field of Dreams, yeah. and that's a I think that's a great great film, um, but. I don't know. It's mm. Mike. Do you have a favorite? I'm probably going with Field of Dreams. Yeah. I can't think of one I like more. Because you're also a big baseball guy too, right? Yes. Yeah. And that helps. Yeah. yeah. He did that other one for Love of the Game, but it's not as good as Field of Dreams. Mm. I gotta. You know what? I'm gonna go with the other baseball movie. I'm gonna go with Bull Durham. I've heard that's good too. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> that's. I, I think he's just so great in it i think his he is great i think I, I i think he's so great in it because it shows exactly what he can do as an actor it shows a it shows like uh a range i love how all american he is in uh field of dreams it, but something about bull durham and how it leans more towards comedy and there's the there's the trinity of him and tim robbins and susan sarandon and it's just mm-hmm. it's such a it's such a good script too um and everyone is is great in it I'd have to watch some of those. Some well, those, of those movies are back to back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eighty-eight and eighty-nine—that's crazy. Yeah, he was—he uh, was America's pastime. You know, what I haven't I, like—I haven't seen the majority of Kevin Costner movies. Is what I'm realizing just going through his filmography here. You know what I think is actually a pretty good movie that he's completely miscast in is mm-hmm. The Untouchables. Okay, yeah. Also, I haven't seen that. I think Neither he's—I think he has moments in that, but I think he's out of his element. I'm gonna okay. The first, I, I just want to double check and make sure this is correct. Yeah. But I think the first movie of Kevin Costner's that I've seen, first as in like in his filmography. His earliest. His earliest film that I have seen. <laughs> and I'm just double checking. Uh, oh, no. Okay. It, it was something other than I thought. Open Range is, a, is the one. No way. Yeah. Really? Wow. Which is 2003. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I have a big blank spot. In terms of Kevin Costner, well, that's most a, of his filmography yeah. that people know of is you know eighties, nineties. Well, that's a great film. It is. It's it's one and I've talked to you about this before. It's one that made me like the western genre. Yeah, because um, I never really cared for it. And it's a great in. It's a nice. It's a tight, small movie in a lot of ways. But then it has a big old burst of violence at the end. Big old like, burst of violence. Yeah. <laughs> we love it, and it it feels like it's so it's it clubs you over the head. It's really well shot. It's a Oh, I love it. The next movie of his that I've seen, can you guess? Ten years later. Ten years later? Was it Ten Man of Steel? It's Man of Steel. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's insane. Like, uh, honestly, I, like, I've always thought, man, I haven't seen a lot of Kevin Costner movies. And I'm realizing I haven't seen any Kevin Costner movie pretty much. <laughs> That's like, wild. We should watch some Kevin sure, Costner let's, movies. Let's, there let's, you go. Let's, uh, let's, go to, let's, go, let's get the cost in. Past and future guest Braden really loves K-Cost. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And, I don't know why, but it does. And uh, he he had like a like he had a real western resurgence after after Open Range. Like he was in that that TV miniseries Hatfields and McCoys, mm. and just kills it. Yeah, the only I, thing I watched know about that. The, the Hatfields and the McCoys was there was like a Disney short about them. Really, <laughs> yeah. that makes sense. Probably. Yeah, <laughs> it was very cartoony. 
What happens in the second act of this? Oh, I mean, I don't want to talk about Kevin no. Costner. I could talk about Kevin Costner <laughs> I mean, the whole episode. I mean, he's in the episode. That's he's the only reason like, I was okay with, you know, going on a bit of a tangent yeah. there. Like, he's not. He's, he doesn't guest as himself, but his likeness is there, and it's yeah. a very bad impression. But, very bad impression. Um, second act is essentially Monty being like, I need to get people to love me. How do I do that? I'll go ask Homer, I guess. We don't even have a scene where he picks Homer. Yeah, we don't even nope. have, like, a joke, Just a lampshade joke, up. where it's like... Uh, who in my employees is best at being loved? And you know they go through a list or something. It's just he just appears. He's just like ah, it's gonna be you. We all know. So lazy. <laughs> it's the like, like it's the getting there that's fun. Like yeah. getting to Homer is always has always been fun. It's something I I miss. Like really, all you need is literally a joke they've done many times, which is him watching his security cameras yeah. and seeing Homer like entertain his fellow uh, employees, right? Like it's the same reason he he uh, uh, hires him to do <laughs> stand up for his yeah. his birthday. Yeah, it's the same reason he decides to get him to help him with golf. Yep. Um, there's probably other examples, but those are two right off the top of my head. And it's just like it's an easy trope to do that makes sense with Burns, where he's just like, you know, who who in my plant, my precious plant. Oh, and he has like Henry Kissinger's glasses. It's like that 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 saves him from being fired. Right. Better keep okay. the egghead. <laughs> Right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's just lazy. It's, it it's lazy like it's writing. Where it's just like, Very lazy. you know, just we, we know it needs to be Homer doing this. How do we get them to do it? He just goes and asks him. I don't care. Yeah. I have to go home. Yeah. Or I have, to, I have to submit my draft because it's Schwarzwelder. Yeah. He's, um, he email. He, he mails it in a carrier pigeon. Uh, yeah. With a carrier pigeon <laughs> with no return address. <laughs> Says if you try to find me, you know what happens. <laughs> The singularity is coming. <laughs> Just scribbled on the bottom. Why does he keep writing that? Why does he keep writing? I don't even know what that means. I don't know. It's he 1999. Gets, I don't even know the what the singularity is. Time. Um. <laughs> it's so weird this is a Schwarzwelder. Yeah. Yeah. It's so bad. Um, it's so bad. We talked about Schwarzwelder recently and his output starting to get lesser at this time. But, yeah. but still, we were surprised at the ones he wrote. <laughs> Post mm. season nine, yeah, and this is one of them. I'm surprised he wrote this episode. Uh, like, I'm yeah. wondering, I'm wondering, does it go into like, does it go into the 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 whole like, this is a new writers' room thing, and it's like, is the what does the first draft look like compared right. to this one, and are they so concerned with punching it up that they lose the thread entirely? Because mm. I can see that happening in a oh. room full of so many writers. Yeah, I could see at the very least first draft has them go to the lock. Sure. But don't ever interact with a Loch Ness monster. (laughs) And then maybe their punch up is like, ah, but we should have the Loch Ness monster up here, don't you think? (laughs) And the answer is no, I don't think that. (laughs) That's a bad idea. No. (laughs) Um, What's happening? (laughs) Sorry, I'm going to pause. We have a... A Tasmanian devil in the house. Yeah, just, just trying roughing, to roughing shit up. Let's just rough up our basement. Just, just here. throwing things around. It's your house too. I don't know why you're doing this. I oh, it's oh, got a a, did you hear that, Mike? I heard a zzz. Yeah, yeah, that was a kazoo. That was a uh, perfect. Yeah, <laughs> that was a. Oh, she, I don't think she realized that there was a, a third party on the. You know, she's tiptoeing away, <laughs> embarrassed. Um, she thought she was just disturbing her two friends. <laughs> just, just the ghost. <laughs> you're, you're her friend. All right, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm, you're, her, I'm, you're her fiance. I'm her fiance. 
<laughs> I got a promotion. <laughs> there you go. You got a promotion. Congrats. <laughs> All it did was cost you a third of your paycheck. All right. Huh? I don't know. I don't know how much rings cost <laughs> these days or if you bought one. I don't understand. I, rings are dumb. That's a little private, don't you think? Yeah. Wow. I do think that, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to talk about how I'm 112, ah, uh, I'm, I'm going to take everything <laughs> you own. <laughs> Sorry, I just watched the Friends reunion, and they they did that where you know, like he he wore the everything he owns, right? Because of the essence of the chair thing, yeah. It was weird. It was a yeah. weird special. Did oh, you watch it's it? Mike? Bad. <laughs> no, I didn't watch it. No, okay. It's uh, you know, it's a lot like this episode. It couldn't choose a lane. That's true. Yeah, that's okay. really what I felt about it. Is it was all over the place. It's it was partly like you know, a uh, uh, a live interview with the cast with James Corden for some shitty reason. Really weird. Uh, and then part of it is just them reminiscing on the old set. Another part of it is them doing table reads for classic scenes, which is bad. Yeah, and they keep. They, 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 they cut kept back to the to the scene, yeah, and then to them reading it, and it's like, well, the scene's better. Yeah, why why even do this? They, Plus, they did a scene. They did like when Rachel and Ross first kiss. Yeah, but they couldn't like, get the rights to with or without you. <laughs> well, that but even that, <laughs> but but it's it's like the the scene itself is mostly without dialogue. Yeah, and that's why it's weird to do a table read of a mostly stage direction heavy scene. Yeah. Because it's just like Lisa Kudrow being like, Ross looks at Rachel. Rachel looks at Ross. <laughs> a moment. They kiss. <laughs> and it's just like, all right. <laughs> Why am I hearing them talk about it? Um, and then they had like weird celebrity interviews like David Beckham and... Uh, Kit Harrington. Kit Harrington and uh, Timothy Chalamet. Weird. And they're just like, we like friends. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> and then they do like a fashion show where it's like... Them people dressed as various things from the show, like the all the clothes that you own. If yeah, they do, yeah. they do the Sputnik thing. It's Justin Bieber dresses a potato. The uh, um, armadillo. Yep, they have Lady Gaga sing Smelly Cat. It's just a mess. It's a fucking mess. Yeah. I was like, what the hell are they trying to? They show outtakes at one point, and what I wanted personally, and you know whatever, but the beginning of the special I thought was good, where it's just them like all reuniting again and on the set and just kind of like shooting the shit with each other and then it like goes into like a documentary kind of thing where it's like with the creators it's like well here's how we cast the show and like that kind of thing and i'm like oh this is interesting but then they do away with that once they like figure out how they cast them all yeah and then it's just like let's talk to each other yeah it was it's bad it was I weird it. mike i would uh that was a that was a good recap so <laughs> good. Now, that, now that you know what happens Feels like i was Feels like I was there. Yeah. You I don't need to watch it. You ever. were there. You were basically in the crowd with James Corden. Yeah. And Naturally. uh Elliot Gould. Oh yeah, weird. <laughs> Not <Gould>. looking good. <laughs> looking like a corpse. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I love Elliot Gould, but it was just so bizarre. They had Elliot Gould and I can't remember the actress's name, my apologies, who plays uh, uh Ross and Rachel's mother. But the two parents, right, who are most prevalent mm-hmm. in the show, they have them in the audience. And it's like, oh, we flew them out. And then they like wave to them. And then, like, that's it. And I'm yeah. like, why did you fly them out? <laughs> right. It's a pandemic still. A. <laughs> B, they both look like death. <laughs> and C, you don't even get, ask them any questions. I think they just asked, like, what, what did you guys think about, the, the, about the, all these six youngins? And they're like, we like them. They were great. <laughs> I don't remember them. <laughs> <laughs> who are they? Where am I? Why am I here? 
<laughs> I was in Ocean's Eleven. And he was great. Uh, <laughs> he was great in Ocean's nice. Eleven. Was he was he in eight as well? Did you see eight? I don't think he was I in didn't eight. See eight. I feel like there was two th- like Doesn't he cameos? die in thirteen? Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> I I just remember seeing eight so. and there was like two cameos. Yeah, right, Mike? He does? In I think yeah. so. Yeah. That makes sense. He's on his deathbed. Yeah. Because Pacino puts him on his deathbed. Like, right. He has a heart attack because Pacino's like, I'm going to destroy your casinos. <laughs> uh, classic Pacino. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you think you're some kind of Ocean's 13? <laughs> I'm sorry if I'm you gonna couldn't make get it. the Ocean's <laughs> 11 together. He's like, I'm going to make it Ocean's 12 and kills Ellie Gould. <laughs> Still not <laughs> enough. <laughs> um, where were we? <laughs> we were talking about the third act. I wanted to see who cameoed in Ocean's 8. Because <laughs> <what> <laughs> um, she, did you see it? Did you even see it? Ocean's 8? Yeah. I can't remember if you saw it. No, I oh, okay. didn't. Because I, I always thought the marketing made me think it was just completely separate from the original trilogy. It was just a brand new group doing a thing. There's only eight of them this time. And, oh, it's uh, not? <laughs> uh, no, it's it's a direct sequel because oh, uh, no. Sandra Bullock's character is like the sister of Danny Ocean or something. Oh, yeah. why? And so she talks about um, George Clooney's character a couple times. Like, you know, the opening scenes in reference to the opening scene of Ocean's Eleven is her like being released from prison. Yeah. And they'll be like, ah, you're Danny Ocean's sister or something. I, I think she's a sister. Yeah, um, no, th- yeah, that's true. And uh, yeah, the late Dan and right because Danny Ocean's dead in this, <laughs> or like maybe he's not because like there's a thing at the end where it's like, ah, maybe he's still alive. He's a he's a con artist yeah, after all. You know, he could trick you. Um, but anyway, so and then there, there's at least a couple references to other to the other uh, crew. But I just I thought I remembered that there being two actual cameos from the uh, the crew, the original crew. But sure. I can't remember. I couldn't find it just now. I don't care. Uh, nope. Listeners, write in if you <laughs> are big Ocean's <laughs> fans go. and know the the lore behind the Ocean's franchise. I like those movies. Yeah. Yeah, they're good. <laughs> yeah, I love Eleven. I mean, Eleven's I love, a masterpiece. I love oh, Ocean's yeah. Eleven. Yeah, a lot. I rewatched Twelve, and it's bizarre. But yes. like, I still have fun with it. <laughs> Even mm-hmm. though it's not, it's the weakest of the of the trilogy, definitely, yeah. I'd say. Yeah, and yeah. I haven't rewatched Thirteen since it came out, so like I can't speak too much of that. But I remember enjoying it. I remember being like, "This is more like Eleven, and it's fun." Yeah, it it it, it remembers to have some fun with it. <laughs> Where like, whereas like Twelve is like having fun with me, and I'm like, <laughs> "Stop it now!" <laughs> right, it's tricking you. Yeah, it's trying. It's like I. It's it has a joke that I'm not in on, mm. and it doesn't let me yeah. in on the joke until it's way too late. Yes, is this like the whole movie or it's the whole movie? Much? Yeah. It's the whole movie. There's that specific scene too that I remember uh, with Matt Damon, where they're all like talking in code, and he doesn't know what the hell's going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was right there with him. I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> they're talking in thieves' camp. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and it's a bunch of garbage. Yeah, it's a bunch of go- gobbledygook. Um. Anyway, oceans are fun, uh, both the <laughs> films and the body of water. Uh, speaking of bodies of water, Loch Ness. The Loch Ness. Well done. Did you like that? Well done. I liked that. Yeah, uh, that wasn't too long of a walk to get to the Loch. Because nope. here we are, the Highlands of Scotland. So now we're talking Loch. Yeah. Um, we got 
two additional characters who we have not seen yet. Yeah. In the uh, episode, we have Frank, who's been kidnapped, <laughs> and <laughs> Willie, who's just Scottish. there. Yeah, because he's Scottish. So, I mean, the the uh, unexplained uh, interim is Burns is like, uh, we're going to go to Scotland. Do you know any Scotsmen? Mm. And Homer says, Groundskeeper Willie works at my son's school. Yep. And like, okay, let's bring him. It's, it all tracks. It'll, it's airtight. Well, as you all know, as we all know, uh-huh. in order to gain entry into Scotland, you, you need, need to Scotsman bring a Scot. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, it's a weird Only way they let you in. Yeah. Um, that's why I have never been. <laughs> yeah. Bring nope. me. Are you Scottish? I am. Mm. Hey, all Allegedly. Right. No, definitely. <laughs> 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 Says you. <laughs> yeah, because I've been. They let me in. Oh, they let you in. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's oh, that's well. all the proof I need. So there you go. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Sorry. Before we talk about the lock, I forgot <laughs> we need to talk about the jock. <laughs> oh. Oh, you're so clever. Jerry Rude and the bathroom bunch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. what what a what a huge waste of Michael McKean, first of all. Yeah, I thought we were gonna get out of this without doing that, but no, we definitely we have to have talk, to talk, about, talk about, about it. We have to talk about it because I love Michael McKean. Of I course. think he's one of my favorite uh, comedy actors and just actors in general after Better Girl Saul because he's fantastic in that show. Um, I mean, sure, I've read what a way that. to to re to to realign yourself in your in the latter part of your career. Yeah, what a performance. Yeah, it's so good. Um, and you know, he's great in Clue. He's great in Spinal Tap. He's so funny um, in Clue. He's so funny in Spinal Tap. Yeah. He's such a great, he's, he's such a great, um, like solid performer. And so many of those Christopher Guest movies, yeah, the, the Guest run oh, in yeah. general. Yeah. Um, and then they give him this dumb, like shitty Howard Stern knockoff. Yeah. Yeah. Character who's just making like gay and fart jokes. Yeah. And it's bad. It's not funny. And Burns is not funny. And it's just like a weird place to put this character. I don't know. What did you guys think? It's such an unnecessary detour. Yeah. Uh for the for the episode to take. It's so strange that like this is what Mr. Burns decides to do based on Bart's advice. Right. What is happening? What did you think, Mike? What did you think? This is such a weird scene. It's Completely out of place in all of this. I've never been a Howard Stern fan. No, uh, me neither. I like the name Jerry Rude and the Bathroom Bunch, but that's the <laughs> only funny part of it. Well, yeah. wait, there's a guy, there's an assistant. He's got a T-shirt that just says Rude Noises in capital letters. I thought that was funny, <laughs> but that was it. I didn't even know that. Other than that, that it's ju- yeah, it's just it, like bad Howard Stern, and he's even they even make him cough like queer, queer. And I'm like, yeah. come on, man. What's yeah. happening? Like, we're, what we're is getting this? into that realm? I've mentioned it before. Late nineties, early two thousands, yeah. where yeah, they, like just calling someone gay is the joke, and so, that's funny. So I immediately had a real sinking feeling in my heart because I completely forgot this scene. Mm. Oh yeah, me too. Probably because it's just so bad. Yeah. Uh, but when they started mentioning like, oh, I gotta go on the radio, and then I like, I feel like I started remembering it, and then <laughs> oh, Bart no. Bart was like, oh, it's Jerry Rudin, the bathroom bunch, and then and then they do it, and I had this like that my heart sank into my chest because the Simpsons are so bad at this kind of thing now. Yeah. They used to be really good at it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Like it, they already have uh, uh, Marty and uh, what's the other guy's name. <laughs> But what Sid? I was I was gonna I was gonna say yes they they used to be good at it with Sid and Marty it is, is Sid and Marty I think so um, but we also have like something something that that like 
that shows that The Simpsons is like being left in the dust is a couple years later Parks and Rec is going to premiere. Not yeah. mm-hmm. not so long after this, really, in in the grand scheme of things. So Bill and Marty. Bill, Bill and Marty. Marty thank apologies. you. Um, so a few years after this, Parks and Rec is going to premiere, and every time they go on the radio, I get so excited. Because they nail it. They have so many different uh, radio personalities that they take, including Dan Castellaneta, yeah. who appears. I mean, I will say, Parks and Rec premiered in 2009. Yeah. So it is it's a decade. 10 years later. Yeah, it's a <laughs> okay. decade. It's a decade but, after. But, yeah. but you know what I mean, though. Like, oh, yeah. As soon as they no, go I to the radio exact station. the same like, comparison in my yeah. head. Of, You're like, like, is Crazy Ira in the crazy douche? Crazy Ira in the douche. Great and, comedy, and, <laughs> like making fun of the shock jock genre. Yes, and yeah. it's clearly making fun of the of the radio hosts yeah which i think is where this started where this idea started but it's not where it landed well and that's the thing is like in in the scene uh jerry rude is not the butt of the joke yeah that's the problem that's the problem it's like they're making monty the butt of the joke and it shouldn't be it should be like isn't this guy a horrible interviewer isn't this guy like just relying on dumb sound effects and yeah you can still have monty like confused at it all but it's it's just him being cruel. And again, yeah, I think it's like leaning too much into the Howard Stern of it, which I think my guess is the Simpsons fan, uh, Simpsons writers are fans of Howard Stern. That's oh, my guess. Oh, probably. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, I'm guessing they like, oh, we like that he just like asks people crazy questions most interviewers never ask. You know, like how long is your wiener? Um, <laughs> he says what we're all thinking. <laughs> yeah, and what? it's the problem is that's not that didn't get us like, into any if, trouble. <laughs> <laughs> even if you like Howard Stern, I don't. As uh, Mike, I I agree. I never liked him. I I don't think he's interesting or good. <laughs> um, but no. even if you like that like genre of uh, interviewing or whatever, uh, it's not funny, right? Like that's the thing. Is like aping it isn't funny. Um, and that's the problem with this. And here's the thing. You have Bill and Marty, so you can have the same scene with them. And if you want to have Michael McKean, have him play Arthur Fortune. Yeah. And have oh, him throughout yeah. the episode. Like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. We you already have know. one scene rather than the whole episode? You have Michael McKean that's in your booth? already better. Yeah. Harry Shearer's a good friend of his. They were in Spinal Tap together. I'm sure you can get him to stick around for a few more records. Yeah, Harry Shearer is like he's Michael McKean's one of the only people who can stand Harry Shearer. <laughs> I'm sure. I wonder, if that, I wonder if that's actually why it all happened. Is like they were just recording that because I don't think anyone else really talks in that whole scene, right? Even Homer, he's just standing behind the glass. Mm. So I wonder if they recorded that scene together. Oh, probably. Yeah, and maybe that's why they were like, oh, like if we can get Michael McKean to like do a scene with Harry. Because Harry doesn't like to record with other people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be great. So, like, maybe that's the snowball effect of why this scene exists. But still, it's 30 just years a with a fucking crank. <laughs> Can you believe it? Could, like. Uh, we'll all be dead soon. We, um, we love him. <laughs> Do you think you'll outlive The Simpsons? <laughs> Me? Yeah. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> Me too. I hope so, so we can come on and do a special. <laughs> uh, and we could just have, like, we we can just be, like, saying, it's gone. <laughs> it's, it's done. done. <laughs> just like Frodo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I can see the Shire. I can see the Shire. <laughs> I'm glad you're with me, Alan. <laughs> Here at, at the, the end, end of all things. things. 
Uh, of all things Simpsons, seasons one through ten. Um, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so anyway, I just I felt we needed to talk about Michael McKean and that dumb shock jock uh, scene. It's very bad. Uh, I hate it. Please remove it from the canon. <laughs> okay. I'm on it. <laughs> Disney it Plus, if you can hear me, <laughs> please just remove it from streaming. And we're speaking just in the scene. microphone so they can. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, no. That's how it works. Well, I mean, we're speaking near our phones so they can. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't mm-hmm. even, even need to be in these microphones. Uh, right. Let's talk the lock. So the final act is this weird tangent where it's kind of a King Kong parody um, of Burns bringing the Loch Ness monster back to Springfield. Um, I, I mean, like w- we talked about the weirdness of bringing these two random characters in. Um, I don't know. Like, what else can we say? It's bad. It's not interesting. I w- while we were watching it just now, I was just baffled. I was just like, what is happening? Like, it's I remember boring. it existed. It's bo- Yes, it's boring. It's very boring. Yes. It's absolutely boring. Um, But yeah, I just, I, I was like, I like I said, I remembered that there was a Simpsons episode, <laughs> and specifically a Simpsons plot point where Monty and Homer go to find the Loch Ness Monster. Again, in my head, it was an entire episode based on that, not just the third act. So that's why it was shocking when we were watching it, and I'm like, oh, that's this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I didn't remember much else aside from that, just that they went to go... F- I honestly forgot that they actually found it <laughs> and brought it back to Springfield <laughs> and then gave it a job at a casino. <laughs> <laughs> and it, like, talks, kind of? Yeah. It, like, it, it kind of talks. You, you understand what it's feeling. Yeah. He and doesn't it, want the shrimp cocktail. Yeah, it feels... And apparently it's very amphibious. It can exist sure. completely right, outside right. of water and yeah. wear a tuxedo. Yeah. you got to look sharp. I guess. You're working at a casino. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great. This is all great. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know, guys. I hate this part. I hate it so yeah. much. I have nothing I sh- to say about it. I know. It. That's the problem. I'm like, I like, I have so many, like, just reactions to it but none of them are interesting to talk about it's just what huh <laughs> why all right <laughs> i was my brain i never got over the shockwave of them actually being there yeah to be perfectly honest like being in scotland without i knew this was the episode that they went there but i didn't know it was so just like well we're there and you then know? The, <laughs> there's that scene where there's like the two old people and they're like oh they they destroyed our home (laughs) yep yeah they did and then it cuts away and that's it it's just two people being sad about their home being destroyed no joke yep (laughs) they never are shown again nope it's so weird yeah. Was that also Willie's parents, or was it just two other I people think it was who two were also people. there? Yeah, cause I, yeah, because I think it was different two, character models. I think, I think, were I think four yeah. people just <laughs> watching them at Loch Ness, just pumping water out. I wonder too if there's like some other script that existed for The Simpsons, where the whole Lord, plot was, so. <laughs> where the whole plot was, uh, Homer and Monty go to Scotland. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's that's the whole episode, and it's like one of those. The you know the Simpsons are going to blank, and right. that was a separate script from Schwartzwelder's script. And maybe they were like, uh, Schwartzwelder, this ending doesn't work very well. You know, there's not really an ending to this story where Monty wants love. Yeah. 
Uh, we got this other script kicking around <laughs> yeah, it, about Scotland. Let's just mash them together. It does feel like you know. It does feel like a mashup because it like usually when the characters go to a new country, it's a whole episode and it's a whole like you know they do really sometimes really bad jokes about stereotypes of that country. Yeah. But uh, we don't really get that. Like, is there ever is there any really real Scottish like you know punching down on Scottish people in this episode? Other than just the idea of Willie in general, yeah. No, yeah, I don't know. It they wear kilts. Like a missed opportunity. Like yeah, I guess Homer like wearing a kilt. They show they show happy. everyone wearing kilts, uh, which yeah. is yeah. like you know not accurate. <laughs> People wear what? pants. People are you, wear pants. Are you kidding me? Yeah. My understanding is everyone in Scotland wears kilts all the time. Yeah, you're and un- play bagpipes. Your understanding's wrong. Okay. <laughs> it's almost like uh, all of my knowledge of culture has been uh, siphoned through a shitty comedy. Yeah. Pretty bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, like, I don't care about that sort of thing. If you want to put all of the people in Scotland in kilts and <laughs> just for a, for a gas, fine. I don't care. Sure. Like, that's they, – they don't spend enough time there for me to well, care. The, you yeah. Know? The thing is, like, they don't do – like, that That could be funny, like, satire in a way. The, the same way the Australia episode is, like, very, you know, like, beer. Yeah. Like, you know, like, that scene is funny <laughs> because it's, like – no one watching is like, oh, that's how it actually would go if I went to Australia. Right. <laughs> right? You're like, you understand that it's satire poking fun of this at the stereotypes. Yeah. Um, and so like if, if they if they had maybe drawn more attention to it, like, uh, why is everyone wearing kilts? <laughs> you know, like if they just had something. Yeah. But it's nothing. It's just a nothing burger. And the episode sucks and I hate it. It really does. <laughs> yep. Um, do we want to go to the reference desk? Yeah, let's go. All right, so the title is, of course, a reference to Can't Buy Me Love by yep. the Beatles. Yep, we heard it Second in episode in a row, referencing episode. that specific song. Yep. Um, we still haven't heard the real version. Monty Can't Buy Me Love. Monty is the name of Mr. Burns. Yeah. And that's the joke. Yep. Good joke. Yep. Uh, <laughs> that uh, cash in your legacy show they're watching in the beginning is uh, kind of a uh, you know parody as it were of Antiques Roadshow. Hell yeah! Um, Bart says "Hi Ho Silver." That's a Lone Ranger reference. Yeah, while he's riding a dog. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Otto talks about Judas Priest. He's you a can, fan. You can hear a Judas Priest song being played in the headphones. Oh, can you? Yeah. I, I, I yeah. didn't pick mm-hmm. up on it. But I can't remember sense. which one it is, but it's definitely Priest. Um, they're all the same. Uh, <laughs> the <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I, I just don't know what you're Not going to touch that. <laughs> um, the Postman and Kevin Costner, we talked at length about. Richard Branson and Virgin Megastore are the parodies of Arthur, Fortune, and... Um, what, what do they call it? Just the Mall Megastore? The Fortune Megastore. Oh, it's for, of course, because Arthur Fortune. Right. Um, but Richard Branson's not named Richard Virgin. <laughs> no, he's not. He is uh, distinctly not. <laughs> That'd be an unfortunate last name. <laughs> or a very fortunate one, depending on how you look at it. Um, and then we have the, oh yeah, uh, Muhammad Ali. He punches out Muhammad Ali, I guess. That's right. We don't see oh, it. Yeah. I don't uh, know if that's like how a... How awful. <laughs> I don't know if that's like a they got like a cease and desist or something from Ali's estate. <laughs> it's was not good optics. Point? It's not good optics, and was I don't know. No, no I don't think so. I don't think he was. Did dead. he live to see the Ali film? Because that was two thousand one. I don't remember. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ife is going to be mad listening to this. I'm sure. Um, I think he was still around. 
It, it seems like he would be, but I just, yeah, I, I, I use the term. Yeah, he died estate. in 2016. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Teen Beat and or Tiger Beat, uh, maybe other beat type magazines, uh, reference with the Billionaire Beat magazine. That oh, that's right. <laughs> I forgot they reading. made that joke. <laughs> Um, on the cover, you can see Richard Branson and uh, Bill Gates, most likely, and probably some others, but those are the only two I noticed. I don't know billionaires well enough. Um, Bill, uh, sorry, uh, Adam Sandler, uh, referenced in the magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess at that point, he was pretty riding pretty high on his filmography. I so doubt he was a billionaire. He wasn't a billionaire, but he, <laughs> no. I guess, like he was, he was probably the like kind of one of the top comedy guys at the time. So yeah. it was a joke that mm-hmm. could be made at the time. Big Daddy comes out this year. That's right, yeah. It was probably, yeah, coming out in a few months. It was probably a summer probably release. Summer release yeah. Yeah. Um, Big Daddy, good movie. Um, Howard Stern, uh, as I said, that's kind of the um, Johnny Rude. What's his name? <laughs> Is it Johnny Rude? Jerry. <laughs> Jerry. Uh, Mr. Rude. Up. I already forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Rude in the bathroom bunch. <laughs> Uh, he makes fun of Burns, calling him Skeletor, who is a villain from the He-Man series. You know Skeletor, Greg? Yeah, played by Frank Langella. <laughs> yes, in the in the yep. in the hit film <laughs> starring Courtney universe. Cox. To bring it back to friends, uh, <laughs> the Nessie ne- uh, doll has a Macarena shirt because guess what year oh, it is, everybody? Nineteen ninety nine, baby. Macarena never going away. Yeah, <laughs> this this joke will. Never be out of date. <laughs> um, and then uh, they say, uh, oh, what's the joke? I have Gomer Pyle listed. What was the joke about Gomer Pyle? His heavenly singing voice. Right. He's the, he's the eighth wonder of the world. Yeah. Right, right. And then King Kong is kind of uh, yes. the, mm-hmm. the big parody at the end there with the flashing lights and etc. Super duper. Well done. Thanks. <laughs> what about our favorite jokes? Uh, I have an honorable mention. Sure. Um, I liked the cricket poison button. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That when, was my honorable mention. Yeah. When he's, I don't know, I think it's funny that he has a button. I, 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 I like that trope they yeah. have for Burns where he just has random buttons. Yeah. And it seems like mm-hmm. either he has like a vast array of them that he uses at different times. We only see at different times. Or he systematically gets them changed out all the time. <laughs> so he's like, okay, I don't, I don't want the I don't want the uh the dogs with bees in their mouths button anymore. I want the cricket poison button. Um, His button's getting old. <laughs> yeah. I could see him doing that. Yeah. Um <laughs> and then uh my favorite though, I think uh I think this might be Greg's too, but it's uh Marge's poem about a dog. Yep, that's my favorite <laughs> joke. <laughs> that's my favorite joke. I wrote another poem. Very well, about we could we could stay inside and talk. I wrote another poem about a duck and then smash cut to them walking. Oh Marge, I love you. So <laughs> I think my favorite joke though is uh Frank going, This isn't the monsterometer, it's the frog exaggerator. <laughs> Can I be honest? I hated that. <laughs> I hated that joke. And I don't think it was because of the joke. I think it was because I was already so yeah, tired. Yeah. I was so late tired in the of, episode. of the episode. Whereas the duck poem happens right at the beginning. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that was, right that was when, game. you know, your hopes were still high. Yeah. You're like, maybe this will be this good. Way, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. That was, no. When when the frog exaggerator is the highlight of the third act, there's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. The, the poem about a duck joke is uh, the opera scene in Tenet. 
And the, yes. the frog <laughs> thing is uh, when Aaron Taylor Johnson shows up. Oh, no. <laughs> Where I'm just like, ah, I don't know if I like this anymore. <laughs> I don't know. We should still do a full episode on Tenet, I think. I mean, I've got to rewatch it soon anyway. Yeah. I don't have to. I'm, I want to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm at gunpoint to watch it again yeah. by Christopher Nolan himself. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you're Speaking of movies, uh-huh. you're going to see a movie tonight. I sure am. Are you excited? I am. I'm very excited. In a movie theater. In a should, movie I theater. In a, in a real life movie theater. It's it's the first day yeah. that they're open, and it's Greg's the, going. It's the very first day they're <laughs> reopening. He doesn't even care what he's seeing. He just, he, just, he just said one for whatever, and they're like, all right, <laughs> you're seeing Conjuring 3. Enjoy, I'm happy idiot. about it. <laughs> yeah, let me just sit down for two hours. Yeah. <laughs> let me sit down in a, in a dark room where people are focusing on one thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm I'm excited for you. I'm going to see a movie on Sunday. I'm going to see In the Heights. Nice. And I'm very excited about it. Yeah. Um, I I like musicals a lot. So, and I like Hamilton a lot. So well, there you go. It's a perfect storm and, and movies. Sure to love and I like this. movies. Um, and uh, I just uh, it's going to be nice. I, the reason I said it is because the last movie I saw in theaters was Tenet. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that was back in August. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. Anyway. MVP. Oh right, we, we got to do our MVP. Mine is Marge. Segment. I mean, Marge fires on all cylinders in the like, first I act. I feel like it's been Marge all this season. Yeah, and I'm fine with it. I don't I care. So I don't even I. care because she just doesn't get any episodes really, except for screaming yellow honkers. And when she does get an episode, she's not great in it. Yeah, um, but as a tangential like commentator throughout. Yep. This whole season, it's very good. Yep. The scene where she's trying to get them off the couch from being lazy is the best scene in the episode. Yeah. And I, yeah, I mean, I got to give it to Marge too on, on further reflection. Um, Cause like the thing is I wanted to give it to Burns. Yeah. Like my heart wants to give it to Burns yeah. because that's the other thing. We haven't had a Burns episode in forever. He hasn't even really been in the it's true. E- other episodes like it's true. in any way, really. Yeah. He he had like a couple jokes here and there that I can remember, but for the most part, all the episodes have been very devoid of Burns. And yep. I think it's a travesty because he's a great character. Sure is. And so, you know, even going into this episode, I'm like, oh, at least it's a Burns episode. Maybe he'll have some fun jokes. And they use them horribly. Yeah, we haven't really even seen him since the trouble with trillions. Yeah. Really? I think that's really the last like wow. Burns centric. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they give him nothing here. They, I think it was Wikipedia I read. They got the inspiration for the story by learning the term thrillionaire. <laughs> and this is the least thrilling episode I can think of. That's uh, a good point. Yeah. Man, I want, you know what? I want to be a thrillionaire. Who wouldn't? You know, a thrillion isn't to do with, actually no, no, money. No, that's what I'm saying. Right. It's not, it has nothing to do with money. There's no way I'm ever going to be rich. Mm-hmm. I'm 36 and I'm still just making ends meet. And I'm like, you know, when I was 25, I was like, you know, in 10 years, I'll be comfortable. I'll at least be <laughs> comfortable financially to, you know, like I'll have a little bit of savings. I'll be able to do some frivolous things here and there. And I won't be in crippling debt. It'll be fine. And guess what? I'm in the exact same place I was. So what I've learned is the uh, the... Uh, capitalist bigwigs keep the poor poor and the rich rich and it's going to be like that until major change happens and it's not, I don't know if it's going to happen in my lifetime so I'm just going to strive to be a thrillionaire I'm going to have thrilling exciting things in my life most of them 
on a budget. <laughs> you ever been to Amsterdam? No. You should go. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> just, gonna, just do everything. Just going to check real quick. Uh, COVID Amsterdam. Yeah. <laughs> They're fine now. Are they? Yeah. All it's right. Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have a unique MVP, Mike, or are you going to go with Marge, too? Yeah, let's go with Marge. <laughs> I I just wrote not Burns. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> I had Willie's parents question mark, but that, no, nothing. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, we did it. We made it to the end of the episode, and we've only got two left. The Mensa one. <laughs> <laughs> which is next week. Yeah, uh, we're going to save Lisa's brain next week. Yeah, and then 30 minutes over Tokyo. Oh, boy. Um, yeah. We sure saved the best for last, uh, didn't we? I mean, it's it's the writers. Or should we say we've saved the last for last? Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's more accurate. Yeah. Um, yeah out, out of all of your episodes, those three are the most recent. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know what, Greg? Uh, you got a real nice home here. <laughs> Should be very proud. <laughs> uh, but we are going to get to the fireworks factory. By that, I mean the, the end. end of season ten. Yeah, so yeah. it's coming. And then uh, we got some, you know, uh, bonus stuff that we're going to do shortly after that. Uh, yep. Of course, we're going to do our uh, season recap. Right after we finish 30 Minutes Over Tokyo, mm-hmm. where we'll pick our top five episodes of the season. I'm already struggling to choose those, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, it might be more interesting because of that. Yeah. Because there's less like obvious top five. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we're going to do a whole mailbag episode after that. So uh, if listeners are wanting to ask us questions, uh, as I mentioned last episode, please send us your questions. Uh, that is the the kind of mailbag that will get garner the most uh, discussion. Obviously, we like to just hear um, your stories or your favorite episodes, that kind of thing as well. But uh, questions. Questions are good. Yeah. Gives us stuff to, to talk about and think about. We love riffing. Um, and then, uh, yeah, there's still plans after that that we will reveal at a later date. So... That's right. And we would love to thank our guest, Mike, for coming on once again. Uh, Mike, where can people find you? What's your projects? What are you working on? What do you got going on? Plug. Sure. Uh, well, I'm on Twitter at Fall West Mike. I have a podcast about holiday specials called The Advent Calendar House. I'm going to have 12 new episodes coming out this July. Alan's on one of them. We yeah. talk about the Bernstein Bears Easter <laughs> surprise. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> So that starts July 1st, uh, and you can find that at adventcalendar.house. That sounds great. I'm going to listen to that. That sounds fun. Uh, Did you ever watch the Berenstain Bears Easter special? I've, you know? uh, I've watched a few Berenstain Bears specials, but I'm not sure if I watched the Easter one. It's one where uh, Papa Bear needs to do it himself. Yeah, you see, want something done? Do it yourself. Really that's the thing know. that stuck in my brain, and that's why I asked Mike to be on that episode. Forty years, because <laughs> my dad was like really not into mm. me watching Bernstein Bears, right? Because he thought that really? Papa Bear was a bad influence. I, I mean, <laughs> he's he's a bad dad. He was, yeah, he was fine with Homer, yep. but I mean, Papa Bear and Homer have a lot of similarities. They do, actually. yeah, they, they do. do. Yeah. <laughs> in all honesty, yeah. it's a, it seems to be a weird common trope in the family cartoon comedy dynamic oh the bumbling dad bumbling dad yeah, yeah. It's, it's, oh, yeah. A, it's a classic i don't think he liked that yeah you know what i think that makes sense yep totally fair um, some dads are good 
<laughs> All right. Well, where can folks reach us? Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Bad Neighbors Pod. You can email us at thehammockdistrict on third at gmail.com. Numerical three. And you can subscribe to our Patreon, uh, Boathouse Studios, and listen to our weird bonus things, uh, sports. <laughs> we just our, did a sports one. Our sports episode and um, our Jurassic Park 3 Jurassic commentary. Jurassic Park 3 is coming. Is right Comment. around the corner. We got to do it. It's coming. Yeah. I, I was mi- missing the Mexican. Mm. Oh, boy. We got to add. <laughs> mixing and messing the words together, just like I mixed and messed those words together. What is happening? We got to get out of here. I, I'm tired. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you for listening, everybody. Thanks again to Mike for joining us this time around. And thank you. keep watching the ski. Thank you.